0: William Nevins, Part 1, A Life Half-Lived in Nineteen Years Consume my life, my God, for it is thine. I seek not a long life, but a full one, like you, Lord Jesus. These are the words of Jim Elliot, missionary to Ecuador, whose prayer had been granted by the time of his death at 28. We do not know why, but God has often seen fit to give only a few years of ministry to some of his most useful servants. Henry Martin Missionary to India died of sickness, age thirty one. David Brainerd, missionary to American Indians, died of sickness, age twenty nine. Robert Murray McShane, pastor in Scotland, died of sickness, age twenty nine. William Nevins, pastor in Baltimore, died of sickness, age thirty eight. John the Baptist, last Old Testament prophet, martyred, aged about thirty. Jesus Christ the Messiah, executed, aged about 33. Jesus said that John the Baptist had been a burning and shining light. The same was true of these men and many others like them. Each light flashed into the darkness, but was snuffed out almost as quickly as it appeared. The names we've read, except for that of Nevins, are well known in the story of the church. Much has been written about Eliot, Martin, and the others. Even Wikipedia knows who they are. William Nevins has slipped through the cracks of history, but I trust that we will be able to draw closer to Christ after having spent some time with his forgotten brother. He was born in Connecticut in 1797, the twelfth and youngest child of a Revolutionary War veteran and his wife. America was still a young republic when Nevins was a boy. John Adams was president, and George Washington was recently retired to Mount Vernon. The religious atmosphere of his childhood is not completely clear, but it was not ideal. His father did not become a Christian until William was an adult. His mother appears to have been religious. She even taught the children the Westminster Catechism. But she does not appear to have been converted until William had left home. About 1811, when William was 14, he went to New York City to work in an accounting office but a year with sums and figures was enough to show that his mind was better suited for other things. He longed for higher education, so with the support of his parents, he enrolled in Yale College. He was described at the stage of life as someone with a quick wit who enjoyed having a good time. The biblical truth he had memorized in the Catechism had not affected his heart. He had little interest in spiritual things. The Yale of 1815 was not the Yale that we know today. Timothy Dwight. Grandson to Jonathan Edwards, had been president there for twenty years, and during his leadership several revivals had swept through the campus. The first came in eighteen oh two, and by the time it waned, eighty of the one hundred and sixty students had been converted. Other waves came, including one in eighteen fifteen, during Williams' time as a student. He was converted during that revival, and it changed the course of his life. Few details have been passed down about how his heart was changed, but in later years he spoke often Of the preaching impact of Asa Thurston, who spent most of his life as a missionary to what was later known as Hawaii. Upon graduation in 1816, he pondered the path of his feet and concluded that he should prepare for gospel ministry. That fall, he traveled from Connecticut to Princeton, New Jersey, where he enrolled in a newly formed theological seminary. Princeton, too, was different in those days. It had been created to teach men who truly believe and cordially love the Confession of Faith, Catechisms, and Polity of the Presbyterian Church. During his three years in seminary, there were only two professors and about 70 students. But Princeton would prove to be even more of a spiritual incubator for Nevins than Yale had been. For three years, he sat under the teaching of Archibald Alexander and Samuel Miller. Both of these men were highly esteemed in the 19th century church for the positive and lasting impact they had on generations of pastors. Nevins spent one year studying the Bible, and the next year studying Greek, Hebrew, systematic theology, and church history. In his final year, he learned the practical elements of pastoral ministry. At Princeton, he benefited not only from his professors, but also from fellow students like Charles Hodge, who would become one of the most helpful and important theologians of the 19th century. Nevins finished Princeton in 1819, and he again faced a weighty decision. For a time, he considered missionary work in South America among what he referred to as the rising republics of the day. During this period of uncertainty, he made his way southward into Virginia, where he stayed for a time in the greater Richmond area. He spent his time there preaching in nearby cities and working with prisoners in the Richmond jail. Wherever he preached, he was well-received, and this proved a good sign of the fruitful ministry that awaited him. By the summer of 1820, he decided to head north to Baltimore. He would find in that city a ministry, a home, and some of the deepest waters a Christian can ever know. Two excerpts from his later diary let us see the kind of man that he was. February 4, 1830. Oh, that God, by His abundant grace, would keep me from being lifted up with pride. God forbid, especially, that I should ever allow myself to take any credit for a conversion. Let me never think that even my abilities are needed by the Lord. How easily he could do without me. It is an act of pure favor that I am allowed to be in any way useful to the spiritual good of others, and so may I ever esteem it. May my motto be, Praise God. April 30, 1830 It is awful to make use of the cross of Christ as a ladder to fame. I observe this as a day of fasting and special prayer. My body must be kept under subjection. If even Paul felt the need for this, shouldn't I? Effort is much easier than self-denial. It is much easier to wear myself out with work, even when I do it cheerfully, than for me to practice one act of self-denial. Therefore, self-denial is the better test of character.